And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Those two incredible Polynesian-esque rum-drinking friends of mine. I don't know. Are you Polynesian-esque? Is I'm that even a word? Well, you know me. I like to make up words, so it doesn't matter. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Are you kidding me? It is uh, a balmy... 60 degrees here. I feel like I'm in the uh, islands, sipping on a Mai Tai, loving everything about what's going on. Everything's good here, man. Right around the corner, I'm going to be seeing your smiling face, uh, and uh, there's nothing better than that. So I, I have absolutely no complaints in my world. Mike, what about you, bud? Well, it's 27 degrees here today, but it's going to be 65 here this weekend. So, you know, we have that kind of multiple personality weather streaming going through here all the time, you know. Uh, I always think we've got to handle it. Either just stay cold or stay warm. It's everybody gets sick, you know. But um, I wish I was in a tropical paradise, maybe a tiki bar or something, kind of relaxing, having a drink. But instead, here I am in the cold New York. So, uh, Jason, what about you, man? How was it? Uh, I didn't want to ask how the weather is by you. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You said that it's going to be in the 60s for you this weekend, and I'm expecting anywhere from 9 to 16 inches of snow yeah. starting Saturday. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, for deadly, deadly uh, conditions. We're talking blizzard conditions. So it's Wisconsin in January. I mean, what, what do you expect? It comes. Um, I, I don't like it on the weekends because, you know, a lot of people need to travel. We have games. You know, we've got the um, playoff oh, game that's right. this you weekend do, don't here you? in Green yeah. Bay. So I had to sell my ticket because I had prior engagements. I've got to, um, I'm going out of town for a little bit for just three days, and um, there, there's no backing out. So I had to sell my playoff ticket, guys. And you know how much I love Green Bay. My Packers are my pack, and it was it was painful, man. But uh, prior engagements have to come first. I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, going back to – I ask you a question. Ahead. Where does Packers come from? Yeah, the Packers. I mean, like, where's the name Packers? The history, the name, yeah. the like, Packers. What do they do? Did, uh, it was a green were they the, the? It was a packaging. Well, company. I figured they were just the backpack guys. Like they were known. Like they, they. No, no, no. It was a packaging company, Green Bay Packaging. I and they own the, the team or something was. like that. Um, yeah, no, no. The city owns a team. Oh, okay, really? Really? We own the team. I think. Yeah, we're the only mm-hmm. publicly owned yep. team. So we answer to. Uh, we don't answer to. Uh, when, let's just say when the, um, things don't go the way we like, you know it. it so that's why you see Packers so. fans go nuts because it's like, hey, this is our money on the field. What are you doing? Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, I mean, it's look, it's we're a whole different breed of people. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are Bear fans or um, you know Patriot fans or whatever. But you know, a lot of these guys, they tell me they're like, look, I need to go to a Green Bay game because it is it is just a whole different experience. So Lambeau Field is someplace magical. I'm telling you, I haven't been. Did there I tell you it. that we're um, we're getting a football team here in Charleston? No, yeah. you didn't. It's NFL? called uh, the Charleston Guinea Pigs, and I'm starting the team. Did I tell you all I bought Riley another guinea pig? Do so we have two now? No. 
Oh, no. oh thought, that, that that's that's going to be fun, man. Are we, are we sure they're uh, like <laughs> girl and girl? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We don't know what's going on, but it's have fine. A lot more guinea pig. I'm going to start. I'm going to start my own little guinea pig team. league. Yeah, <laughs> put little jerseys on them. Oh. You know, they can run the ball around. It'll be great. Yeah. So yeah, Katie. Katie was not happy with no. me, but yeah, I showed up at the house with another guinea pig. How did that even happen? Who did Riley talk you into that? I buy my my child's love. That's how it happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just at least you're honest yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. Look, you don't become favorites just by it. you know, like, by being a great parent. You got to buy it. You have to go do things the other parent won't do. So that's you know. Is that? Have, do you know? Did you know Rye's love language? What's that? Like What's I know my mean? boys. My boys. Uh, their love language. Um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people out there don't know. Like uh, words of affirmation, uh, gifts, um, touch. Um, oh yeah, yeah, are, no, are, are, yeah. Words of affirmation. Yeah, we saw her. She's great. Gifts. I send her funny stuff on her phone all the time. Um, okay, gifts. And yeah, so yeah. Okay. No, I yeah. With Rye, it's just Rye likes attention. That's it. So as long as it's whoever's giving her attention. Okay. All right. But words are. She's pretty. Words are very. Oh, important we're we're. Her, I love like, you multiple times a day, every day, family. And we're a hug. Yeah. I'm. We're hugging right, family so too. Mm-hmm. So words yeah. of touch. Okay. All and right. gifts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and gifts, guinea pigs. guinea pigs. Guinea pigs is the word. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, Mike, that that's uh, that's my weekend coming up here. Okay. So, um, it's not gonna, definitely not going to be as nice and as warm as the tropics and the Polynesian area that we're going to be talking about today, though, guys. I'm very excited about that, Justin. I'm, I want to hand it over to you, and here's why: um, because I do want to start over there on the Disneyland mm, side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, because you've been over there numerous times, and it, uh, mine doesn't even count because it was so long ago and it was one time. Uh, Mike, I don't believe you've gone over there, man. Never, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to say no, never, you haven't. Never. Okay, yep. So I was right there. So, But I want to start on that side. And, um, and <clears> the reason I want to start there is because Disneyland, obviously, is where a lot of this stuff starts. And um, I kind of want to get into a little bit of the history of how it came to be. Not the boring history, but, man, it, it's still very interesting how it came to fruition and where it came from. Um, Justin, have you ever, ever... Uh, um, taking a look inside there, um, uh, you know, smelled the cigar smoke back in the day coming out of there. I, so uh, here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, tonight we are talking all about our favorite spot. If you've ever listened to this show, the three of us seem to always find our way into this magical place <laughs> and stumble our way out of it. And we're talking about Trader Sam's tonight. We're talking about uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And uh, i got to answer your question. I've never been to the one at Disneyland. All the times I've been to Disneyland, I've walked by it. I've stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, which it sits directly outside. And uh, it is the original Trader Sam's. It is the start of what we love you know, at Walt Disney World with Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. But it has a very interesting and rich history that goes back, um, you know, previously uh b- prior to world war ii i mean goes all the way back mm-hmm. uh with not only polynesian history but hawaiian history uh the history of the state of california and really where the american people were at that time with travel starting into the workforce um there's a lot of great information about this this club that people may not know and mike i know you did a lot of research today you were looking through a lot of things what was one of the things you saw when you were like, you know what? I had no idea that the history went this far back with this uh, with, with this this amazing amazing um, Polynesian getaway to go have a beverage at. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you said it dates back to like 1934. You know, the uh, the beachcomber, the founding father of the Polynesian bars and entertainment venues. Uh, that's where this came from. Like you were saying, the history and the roots are in California, and it, it, it dates back quite a long time. It also, there after, you know, like you were saying, after World War II, it served as one of those things where, you know, the war was over and the servicemen, listen, I went to Hawaii and I had that Polynesian experience and a lot of the servicemen coming back from World War II that stayed on the West Coast kind of had that same similar vibe. And I think they brought a lot of that vibe from the places where these soldiers would take respite and bring that over to kind of comfort the people now that the world was over. You know, I think that was kind of what they wanted to do and inspire that kind of relaxing, um, you know, party atmosphere, so to speak. And they kind of put a stamp on it and gave it that tiki bar lounge kind of thing when those started to pop up. So I want to add on to that. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, before uh World War II here for a second, all right? And let's talk about the actual first tiki bar, and it was created by Don the Beachcomber. And I believe you mentioned that before, Mike. Uh, his real name is Ernest Nat. okay? So, um, and, and the philosophy behind his whole tiki bar thing. So, when you got something that, now you have the, the people that go overseas, and when you mentioned the Polynesian, uh, Geez, what is yeah, it? The orange, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Polynesians. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you just got you both were in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, you got that that flavor. You know, like the Polynesian Resort is my favorite because it has that flavor. I mean, it becomes ingrained in your soul, guys. So you got the warm sun. You got uh, you know, and more in, in particularly, um, his was the uh, the palm trees, the women, the exotic carvings of the heads. I mean, this. I mean, he was a young guy over there, and he and when he came back, it's just this is what it was ingrained in him, and and by him taking this and and here's one thing he did he capitalized number one especially after world war ii because this was established you had a great boom of you know an economic status there was a the middle class took off i mean you had industry that took off so you had money but what happens when you make a lot more money guys you lose Mm -hmm. your time you don't have the ability to just fly over to Hawaii anymore like you did in the late 30s, early 40s if you had a little money. You know, you're, now you're working 50, 60 hours a week in the factories. So this actually gave these, these people that fought in World War II that fell in love with that same Polynesian feel. This gave them that opportunity to come over to sit down and explore and, and have a drink and just immerse yourself in this and I don't know. I it, to me, it's it was a brilliant move by Ernest, and um, and it brings us to what we have today. Well, you see it too. Like I don't know if you've ever been to Graceland, and everybody's going, "Why in the world does he bring up Graceland?" If you've ever been to Graceland, you've gone through Elvis's home. You know, at that same time, Elvis is coming out. He's building his home, and he makes the Jungle Room. You know what I mean? And it's like lush tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's huge plants. Everything's like green shag carpet. It's kind of the same way with with Beachcomber, you know, and and everything that's going on there, with the fact of yes, now you can escape for an hour, you can escape for two hours, and two, like you were saying, Jay, people are working so much, but they also have some expendable income that they can you know throw around mm-hmm. a little bit, and he's super smart when he starts this. I'm gonna call it a premise because that's really what it is. It's an idea for a bar, you know, or, or for for a, a place to escape to. Uh, when he starts this premise of having a Polynesian style getaway, uh, he thinks, you know what? How can I make it super affordable for as many people as possible? And he goes and he purchases rum, and that's that's what he creates all of these drinks from is rum because at the time rum is the cheapest beverage you can buy. And so you get the great drinks like the Mai Tais and all that. So 
he really did take all of the the facets of what was going on with the economy, what was going on with what people enjoyed, you know, in, in a previous decade, and kind of brought them all together in a way that it it really brought people in that area, in that Southern California area, together in these small little venues. And you start to see him pop up everywhere. You know, he was the creator of it, but you start to see this pop up, uh, you know, pretty much all over L.A., all over Oakland, all over San Francisco. And this becomes a staple for Southern California, these Polynesian small restaurants, bars that these people were going into to escape their lives. So you have Gant and you have Trader Vic, who created these line of tiki lounges, right? So the question is, is how does this end up in uh, Walt Disney World? And the thing is, is it actually ended up in Walt's original design for Epcot. You know, the city, the actual city, all right? And he actually put it in an A-frame on the outskirts of the, the residential area. So this would actually be a place where people living within Epcot had a an ability to have some level of escapism and go drink some rum and look at some look at some Polynesian um, decor. I mean, it was really kind of a, a man. I, th- I don't know. I thought it was brilliant on Walt's part because what a, what the ultimate escapism the Polynesian. Well, too. What do you think? So the thing I love about Walt Disney and what a lot of people might not know is his love for travel and his love to see the world. And I would have loved, and I still would love to see a true Epcot come into fruition i would love to see a true city come in come into uh, uh you know be built and and literally have the people move the way the people mover is have you know have this almost like you utopian types do you think that's but possible where could that be built yes i do and you know where in the desert yeah i really think that's the only i mean it's the only place you got the open land to do it it's the only place that you could have some level of security and safety. Um, or how about another planet? Yeah, I mean, you know, start I over. Know, look, maybe on the moon. You know, we're we're going to be built on the moon. I don't know if so. it's... Isn't it true that a lot... No, I wouldn't know, and I'm sure some people on the uh, the show will know this uh, that are listening to the podcast. But don't a lot of the cast members live in Celebration, which is the town just outside they do. the Disney property? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, you have, could you incorporate that and maybe revamp that city a little bit to kind of be that and have the... As a convenience for the people to come in, have their own people moves to bring them to work or whatever the case is? See, but I think it's already gone. I think it's, I think that opportunity is left too far that developed. area. Right. I think it's too far developed, and I think whenever you look at, I mean, a true hub and spokes design with what Epcot was supposed to be, that you mm-hmm. have to start with a big enough area to to create that. You know, I mean, look, a lot of the things we love at Walt Disney World served an overall purpose for society. They weren't just attractions that we got on and rode. And so it's interesting mm-hmm. now to look and see, hey, how could this be? used at this point you know we have things mike i mean you're riding trains every day and you know the subways mm-hmm. right there stuff like that for smaller towns you know take a charleston for example would something like a people mover work better you know like where it's constantly moving people can get on off you know would a skyliner work would things like that work where you have good weather i you just think that some of these cities should take a look at their infrastructure and should take a look at what you know, because the traffic here is so bad. It's so bad because it's so mu- so many bridges and, and you know, one-way streets. And if if they would just take a look at what Walt Disney thought of 70 years ago I th- and implement mm-hmm. that, those ideas and adjust and, you know, form them to what you have, I think you would see a huge um, improvement in some of these, not small towns, but these, you know, middle-sized cities like Charleston. 
Well, you want to say the word yes. progress, all right? Yeah. And I'm not even yeah. re- referring to a, a political – uh, this isn't a political statement. What I'm saying is, as far as progress goes, can you imagine a New York City where a people mover was put into place? You know, I think that would be – I think you would move a lot more people what than What would yours be like, though, Mike? Would you not? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> the homeless would always have a place to sleep. It's – it's a All world right. so, um, after a world of tears. <laughs> it's a world of hope. The uh, well, maybe maybe more secure exit and entry yeah. points. I don't know where you, they get a cattle prod. Sorry, I, I don't I, know how I, to I do it. Your, I don't know how to, how to do it. I do that every now and then, but so yeah. but no, that's okay. But my point, well, you know, but there you go. And there, there's where you know to be to be to progress in society. People have to evolve as well, not de-evolve. Right. So the people mover works when everybody is working. <laughs> with it to make it work so uh, yeah i mean maybe you know what maybe walt was too too envisioned for because men i mean the psychological aspects of men let's let's you know we could go down that rabbit hole and and which i'm not going to but you know you got a certain breed of men who are inherently lazy some that are are not um you know mentally stable i mean there's no way that we're going to get this world of tomorrow unless there's no way that Epcot is ever going to come to fruition unless they are handpicked or right productive members well, of society. The one, the one reason it would work, and uh, uh, you know, having that that prototype city of tomorrow would be if you had a Trader Sam's to where we could all get together and have a beverage. See, I might derail the show, the but one? I will bring us back on track eventually. <laughs> um, now, look. When we talk about Trader Sands, when we talked about the history, you know, it, it it's originally planned for Epcot, um, but then ends up coming to uh, coming there to Disneyland, and, and then making its way to Walt Disney World with, with Trader Sands Grog Grotto. Do you think that Trader Sands could work in Epcot as we know it today? I was thinking the same. I no. was thinking the same thing about no. you know, is that was that the right move to put it in the Polynesian? Um, Absolutely, it well, was. Well, yeah, theming wise, I think it was. But don't you think, with the detail and the backstory and all of the stuff, that the baby deserved a bigger spot in, you know, Disney Springs? I know, but see, here's the thing. No, Disney's. No, I, I see. I don't like drinking at Disney Springs. I am not a huge Disney Springs guy. I, I never will be. So, um, oof, Mike, are we talking monetarily? Are we? I mean, it's always packed. I mean, the space, all the lounges, it's supposed to be a lounge, so it's supposed to be small anyways. Um, right, but, but when you... I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn you th- on your statement. I understand what you're saying, of, and I agree with it. When you think it. of a lounge, you think of a place to go and have a drink and kind of converse with people. That's more of a yell at your friends and, you know, as you're, as you're you know, you're chugging beers and, you know, sharing drinks. Um, you know, lounge-wise and a resort, I don't know. I mean, I see... Theming and resorts and lounges, I think that's great. And I think that the Polynesian is obviously where it fits. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think it would fit in Epcot. Unless you had in Hawaii pavilion i think it definitely doesn't mm-hmm. need to be in epcot i think it's fine not being there you have enough lounge and themed options there when you go to a place like jock Lindsay's, how awesomely themed that is how many people you can get in there um i think being that when you're in disney springs you have more of that family friendly atmosphere during the daytime when you can bring somebody in i kind of feel like trader sam's where it is you might be hesitant even though it's completely kid friendly to bring the kids there during certain hours i know there's a cutoff time where they don't want the uh, younger kids coming in but i i just think that 
I would love to have seen it maybe possibly have a bigger, larger location with more artifacts and more details in a, in a much larger scale. But doesn't that make it f- more fun? I mean, look, look, we've all met, like, e- every time we've gone there, even if it was just me or you, me and Mike, yeah, yeah. me or Justin, or even us three. Have we us three Never ever been there together? I don't no. remember. I don't think so yet. Um, we've always meet new people. So that was one of the allures to the Trader Sam's. It's very small and intimate. Uh, the yelling, um, I agree with you. But look, you've got a bunch of Disney nerds who probably don't drink all year. They go there and they find a babysitter and they get hammered. <laughs> and of course they're yelling because they're at Trader Sam's having a great time. And and kudos to you because it's a safe place to go out and just let it rip. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Trader Sam's is real hard to pigeonhole I- into... It's a different well, see, experience. I think the only way it fits in Epcot is if you have a new pavilion. You have a Polynesian pavilion mm-hmm. that that you could place it in there. Now, I side with keeping Trader Sam's small. I don't I'd like the intimacy of Trader Sam's. I don't take a place like the Edison, which is super cool at night. Um, I don't know if you guys have been there or not. Mm-hmm. Super cool at night, cool drinks, cool entertainment. But because it's so large, you get lost. You're almost just, it's you and the people you're sitting with. You know, it'd be me and Katie walking in, and that's, who, that's the only person I'd pretty much talk to the whole time. Whereas with Trader Sam's, uh, there's people in our group that are active in our group that we have met while we've been at Trader Sam's. You know, every time I'm in there, it's like, hey, pull up a chair, like you were saying, Jay. It's, um, for me, that's, it's not even the drinks, it's not the effects, it's not the backstory, it's the, um, you know, it's it's the the family atmosphere. Not not I'm not saying kids, but I'm saying like the way it brings everybody together. You can all laugh at people getting water squirted at them. You can all laugh at the person over on the stool that's all that's sinking down to the ground. You know, everyone's in the same boat per se. And I mm-hmm. think the little things that the that that they do brings everyone together. So I think if if even if it was an Epcot, it would have to be small. It would have to be. Think about the great lounges at disney like the fantastic lounges at disney they're all small look at la cava tiny you know trader sam's tiny uh um you know it's just there's not even even top of the world is not big well all your club club 33s are small right i mean everything well i mean but it's still a lounge you know so um yeah i don't i i yeah, I don't know, Mike. I'm really now. The only thing I could see is if we're going to just throw the imaginary aspect, Mike, and I'm pulling this mm-hmm. off the top of my head, is what if what if what if you had like a a Polynesian Expo, which was a bigger building, you know what I mean, where it had actual like artifacts and everything, like you said, and maybe some lounge cushions along. The, I don't. Well, even then, I'm thinking mu- mixing a museum with a bunch of drunk people <laughs> probably not a good thing either. But but that's pretty so, much what Trader uh, Sam's is when you look around. I mean. Look, you're talking sure. about when the Imagineers created Trader Sam's, they're thinking, what do we do uh, with theming, you know? And I love the line. Mm-hmm. They said, who is Trader Sam's, right? And they just pretty much just went crazy. And they're like, all right, what if Trader Sam's is kind of like the center point for everything adventurer that is Disney? So you're looking at like Indiana Jones. You're looking at like Jack Sparrow. You're looking at Swiss Family Fam- Robinson. You're looking at all these great properties but trader sam's knows all these people and so when you walk into these places and you look around the walls and you see pictures you know there's a picture of of uh of trader sam with these people with jack sparrow you know there's there are artifacts that are in these these lounges that you know you might not pay attention to 
But these Imagineers, they shopped around thrift stores. They shopped around, you know, rummage sales, all this kind of stuff, and ended up buying, you know, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of artifacts to put on the wall to help tell this story. So you're pretty much in a walking museum when it comes to the adventure sure. side of Disney. Well, now that we have Disney Plus, I mean, how cool would it be to have a Trader Sam's miniseries? Oh man, like we got to put that together. Where they could touch, <laughs> where they could touch with, uh, you know, Jack Sparrow, or they could touch the Swiss Family Robinson. I mean, how did how did these people, you know, is he going to be a little bit darker under the radar? I mean, we could do all kinds of fun stuff with uh, do Disney Plus. Do you think Plus. that Trader Sam's, if 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 Walt was here today and he walked in Trader Sam's, do you think he would just get a huge smile on his face? Because when you look at things like the Tiki Room, and you look at things like I said, Indiana Jones and Jungle Cruise and, you know, all these adventure pirates and all these adventure type things that he loved. To bring all of those and kind of bundle them into a small area that brings people together, do you not think that's the overall idea of what Walt was? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's that's that was pretty much what he envisioned. I mean, when you look at a lot of the ways he you know, put stuff together, I mean, yeah, 100% on that. There's that moment, like small moments, where like all three of us will we'll text each other, and we'll see. Oh, did you see so and so went out of their way and mailed a package to yeah, yeah, you know somebody? Yeah. Or, um, and the thing is, is it's it's the idea that brought good people together. I I can honestly say that Walt would walk in and and you know it's he would just be humbly happy that. A small something that he spinned off created this laughter and these memories. You know what I mean? Where I, I so yeah, absolutely, man. I think Walt would really, really dig what's going on right now. You were saying how it brought everything together. Now we know we have the Jungle Cruise movie coming out. You know what the Rock right, 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 right. Do you think they may may pay a little homage to Trader Sam in the uh, movie? Oh, 100%. I think they will. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. definitely. I you'll get something. But 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 how they're going to man, they got to pull it off. Have you right. seen the preview? I'll tell you what. It looks really it looks good. good, man. Yeah, I'm really down yeah. for it. Yep. I really am. And it's so funny how they're doing. It's just I never expected uh that they, that, that spin-off. Yeah. I'm I excited like it. for it. I like it a lot. But they could have the Trader Sam that plays in that do our little mini series. Um now, you know, we've talked about the history. We talked about kind of how how it was really thought up and visioned the whole premise of behind these Polynesian style uh, lounges and bars and everything and, and how it was innovated and brought to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get into our personal stories. Let's talk about our experience sure. with Trader Sam's Grog Grotto and you know how we go about maybe give some tips and tricks for those people who have never been that maybe you want to go. Uh, guys, I, look, <laughs> there's a picture of Jason and I. And I intentionally, I've been sipping on it, but for the past uh, 30 minutes, I have not showed you guys, but I made myself something special. And it had to, and I got this when I was with the big guy himself right there. But I'm sipping on. <laughs> you are sipping on a A delicious drink. Nautilus right now. Uh, made myself a delicious mm-hmm. Nautilus. Um, Jay, you and I, you, you know, you really, when you look back at the start of the show, kind of starts at Trader Sam's. Um, yeah, I would I would say. Yeah, um, you know, you and I went out. We we had met at Epcot. We first time we'd ever met each other in person, and uh, and then we ended yep. up at Trader Sam's. And and by the end of the night, somehow there was enough liquor in that place to spin off this crazy idea, you know, in in your head. Wow. And um, 
I, I don't think I've ever felt as bad as I did the next day, but we had such a great time and we met some great people. Mike, I missed you by one day that trip, mm-hmm. which stunk yep. for me. Hours, M- matter of hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just terrible. Um, when was your all's first trip to Trader Sam's? Well, Mike, how about you and your family? When was the first time My you My first there? time was with you. That, it was. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So it was very full. Uh, Mike and I sat out and I had a oh, zombie. Okay, yeah, yeah. And. What what did you end up buying? I, I had that. Uh, I had the zombie. I think, I think we bought the same. Did yeah. you have the zombie we, too? We had okay. a we had a wait because uh, yep. know, we had the little uh, beepers because we couldn't get in immediately. Yep. Right. Now that night was pretty low key. That was more of a lounge. We could sit and talk, and and it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't too like too crazy. I mean, it got loud. I think there was some bachelorettes in there. Or is there was there a party going on? There was a party going on. And we were, we were conversing with a bunch of other people, and we had some people sitting with us, and we yeah. shared some Oh, tables. no, we yeah. we were definitely chatty yeah. caddies. Yeah, we had a, uh, a couple next to us there that was having, they were locals, having an anniversary dinner and drinks there, uh, anniversary. Um, that was, um, I think my first time in there was the night before, or two nights before. Now, Mike, you had a busy day that day. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you, you call me up or you text me. He says, "Hey, man, let's let's." Because uh, I told you, I says, "Yeah, I want I want to hang out with you." And uh, so Mike put the family down, and he actually got a cab and came over. I think you got a cab. Uh, monorail. Cab the monorail over. Yeah, we were at Epcot that day. Said the kids sent the kids on their own way, and I said, "I'm going to hang out with Jason." Yeah. So see you later. So uh, he came over there, and uh, we hung out. We drank and we drank and we drank a little bit, and. Um, yeah, it was uh, a, a great, just another great, uh, great night. I mean, wow, that, that place is a hangover-inducing <laughs> nightmare. I remember, look, that night, I didn't get too too bad uh, with Mike. I was pretty reserved. But that night yeah, that we yeah, were up, yeah, we were drinking yeah, all yeah. day at Epcot. And I remember walking home, and it was been years since I have been that bad. And I was walking home to, you know, to the poly. I was at the poly. I was standing at the poly. I was walking back to my room. Rachel was long gone with the kids. And um, I was like, wow. Yep. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think I would be at Walt Disney World like that. this yeah. lit. Well, that place well, could be dangerous, too? Because you and I, we, we had two straws. We split the Nautilus. But we'd had beverages before. And yep. uh, do you remember the next day I was supposed to meet up with you guys? Mm-hmm. And I, well, I pushed it off for like five hours. I just laid by the pool. We were at um, Port Orleans Riverside that trip, and I just laid by the pool. I didn't, I didn't, didn't leave the pool all day. Um, I started. You showed up about yeah, two like or three, three o'clock, I think. something like that. I don't do any tractions. Yeah, we, yeah with I had the Bloody a Bloody Mary. Mary. Got it down. Yeah. Um, the uh, for me, Trader Sam's started a few years prior to that um, because I, I I collect the mugs, and I always try to get. You know, I I have all but one of the mugs. The only mug I don't have is the pearl, actually, because they it's kind of the okay. one I've wanted the least. It's plastic, it's not you know, and it's um, it's the last time I was in, they didn't have it in. So, but I I collect all the different mugs, and then my huge thing, and the way I fell into collecting the mugs was Katie and I were staying at the Poly, and I happened I'd never been there before. And I happen to be walking down to grab a drink or, or grab some food at the quick service right there, right? And I see this line of like four people just standing on the wall. And this is before they did pagers. And I go, yeah. what, what are you guys doing? You know what I mean? And they go, oh, we're waiting for, uh, they just released the new Hatbox Ghost. Or, this is the first edition. This first year they did it. And I said, or not when the Hatbox Ghost, that one. It was the, um, whatever it was, the Haunted Mansion mug for the first year. 
And I said, well, I mean, look, yeah. if you make a, here's a funny thing to do. If you have like four or five people and make a line at Disney, you can create a line to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People will yeah, just yeah. start lining up. They don't know what it's for. They're just like, I don't want to miss out. You know, I have FOMO. I'm going to get in this line. I'm going to see where it takes me. Um, And that's what happened with me. I looked at it. I was like, well, I don't want to miss out. This sounds perfect. So I get in line. I wait like 20 minutes. They open up. I go in and I say, I I want the the mug, the special mug. And he says, okay, you got to get this drink. And I sit down on the stool. I'm by myself. And I'm talking to this girl next to me. And uh, Katie and Riley, Riley's only probably like three at the time, two or three. And they're back taking their nap. And I'm I'm looking at this girl, and you know I'm a little bit taller than her, if you can believe that. Sitting at the booth, or sit, sitting on on the on the uh, the uh, the bar stool, and I'm talking to her, and we were just having this great conversation about Disney history of all things. She loves Disney history. We're talking back and forth about Walt and all this stuff, and I keep looking at her, and I'm like, something's weird. There's something really the mustache. Yeah, the mustache. <laughs> the Adam's apple through it. <laughs> the Adam's apple. Right? The, uh, okay. uh, I was like, something's really off here. Like I, 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 I couldn't piece, like, put my head together. I'd pick up my drink and take a drink, and I'd look back at her. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I look and I realize I'm in this this bar stool that's slowly sinking. And now all of a sudden, I went from sitting at the bar like a, you know, like a, uh, you know, like the tall person I am. To, I look like I'm like four years old sitting at the bar. My my elbows are on the table. You know, my chin, I could have rested it without even bending down on the bar. <laughs> and this girl is a foot and a half taller than me as we're sitting there. And I'm looking around, and I had no idea any of this stuff happened. I have no clue. I didn't know about all the different stuff they do throughout the experience. And I'm looking around, people are just dying laughing. And that was my first introduction to Trader Sam's was me... Look, I don't need any excuse to feel shorter, and then all of a sudden, boom, there you are. And that's one of the things I love too. That it's interactive like that. It's um, you know, the little things that happen, you know, with the uh, Oa, you know, whenever they come out and they have the fire, and you got to, you know, the the tiki gods there, you have to appease them, and um, the uh, the the Nautilus, and and just there's all those great things that happen uh, with all the drinks you order. See when and, and as you're telling that story, I, I don't I don't think like people realize uh, how important this Trader Sam's plays into them listening to this podcast right now. Is that night that that you know Justin and I um, met up with that other group and uh, you know we had such a great time that solidified my friendship mm-hmm. with you. You know what I mean? And then the next night, Mike and I we were drinking and then Mike and I uh, it was late and there was nobody out and we were at the end of the dock and we were looking at the um, the Grand Floridian across the way and. And I believe that's the night I came to you, Mike, and I says, "Listen, this is this is what I want to do. I want to know if you're yeah. in or out." And uh, you know that was that was that night as well. And it all started with Trader Sam's, guys. And you know this is an extremely um, uh, this you know this is a place that's important to me. You know I took a picture of that. I have a picture on my phone of of the end of that dock there. And um, you know I got a little caption on there. It says where friendships are formed. Um, I know it's kind of corny, but I mean it's true. I mean it's where Mike and I just we had our most intimate first intimate moment. Uh, man, maybe intimate's not even the right word. We had our first very personal <laughs> brotherhood moment. And, um, so we had our, you know, we had a moment and, you know, it was like where we could actually like just uh, one-on-one talk and chat and uh, past the Disney world, you know what I mean, on a personal level. Um, it's, uh, man, I, I'm kind of backtracking that whole intimate comment, but you guys know what I'm saying here. You know what I'm saying. 
Dude, no, you and I, we swapped saliva. Is that how you said it? Saliva? Because because we were sharing a drink. You yeah, know? That was a level of intimacy I wasn't going to admit to. But yes, we were we were consuming much straws. In fact, I think, in fact, my favorite part of that night is, is you're like, Katie, I'm buying the Nautilus. Oh, like, she got so mad. <laughs> but he's like, but I... But I need it. I I I'm, I don't. And I'm like, they're expensive, Ooh, man. They're expensive. Yeah, I know. And so he's walking out, and he leaves the Nautilus on the ground. So I grab it. I quit going and running outside. I'm like, stop! He bought this, and he didn't take it with him. Of course, they give you a new one out the door. <laughs> yeah, you show that, especially after. Yeah, drinking so all if you day. buy a mug, you show your receipt whenever you leave, and they'll give you a boxed one that's all all taken care of. And for those of you who don't know the Nautilus, so. I've got a couple different mugs. The 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 exclusive ones that they do each uh, usually October. Um, it's either late September, or early October for the Haunted Mansion. It's, it's the Hatbox Ghost, things like that. Man, those things. I got the first one the first year, having no idea. And I want to say the mug was probably forty bucks, something like that. And I get home and I start seeing people on like Disney communities posting about them. And because it was the first one, it was selling on eBay for like two hundred fifty bucks. And, I, of course, I, I still have mine. I've never sold anything on eBay. I need to. I've got tons of stuff. So if anybody out there is an eBay uh, avid seller, reach out. Help me out a little bit. I'll give you a cut. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've got that. But the Nautilus, man, because it's such a big drink. Jake, how would you describe it? If you're talking about it's fruity, it's 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 an easy drink, but it's it hits you. Oh, yeah. It's... It does. It does hit you. I mean, it's it should be a two-person well, so, drink. So I'm holding the mug it comes in right now. And it's, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably 18 inches long. Um, and it's its a lot of beverage. It's a lot of beverage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Oh, we're going to leave. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah, I would say that's thats probably about yeah. right. About um, but, yeah, I mean, and I, I think for the drink and the thing, it was like $75. And Katie was like, you're not buying that. But here I sit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she uh, she did. Um, I think my favorite my favorite drink there is the Aoa. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, I, I love that the whole ceremony that comes out. You got the spice, the cinnamon that you throw into the fire <laughs> to appease the gods. And then you get to stab the flame down. And that's a what they say. That's a two to it's like a, four yeah, person it's like a three drink. person drink. I've I've shared it with multiple people. Yeah, yeah. So you get one or twos by yourself, and you're gonna feel rather well. And the thing nice. too, because I think that's one fifty one. It is. Yeah, it's topped with it. The uh, the thing about it too is um, the first time I ever got that, I blew out the fire, and they squirted oh. me with the water bottle. They're like, ah, <laughs> the tiki gods are angry, you know, and they're like <laughs> squirting you in the face with the. T- <laughs> you're just. This is great, and she lit it back, and you have to go through the whole ceremony and everything. Um, but when they say ceremony, though, I mean, because we're we're kind of talking like people know what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those things where, let's say you're talking to your friends, and all of a sudden, it'll just, what is it, thunder and lightning thunder, first lightning, comes blasting the across, gods come alive, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and then the whole lounge lights, I mean, just starts, oh, 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 uh, is that oh, oh, or, or something to that nature, right? But it is incredible. It is it is fun. I mean, the whole, or two shots of rum. Two shots of rum. And oh, the can, boy, yeah. it does get, it gets fun. It sure does. I, I recommend, if you're, if you're not a social person, 
but you're social when you're drinking. I recommend having go upstairs, have a lapu lapu, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> wait about 15 minutes for it to for it to really kick in and kind of mellow you out, and then walk into that place and just cut it. Well, you know what? We got to talk for a second because the, you know what? We all three did try to go to Trader Sam's. It was closed out that night, yeah. Remember? And it it uh, oh, yeah. it was already either at capacity or... Closed. Or, it was closed. It was closed, that's right. Which is weird because their hours are 3 p.m. To, to midnight, typically. So there was something going on to where it was closed. And uh, we all ended up, us and the Reagans and just, just everybody. I mean, we had I, mm-hmm. we had a crew of like 18 to 20 people that night. And um, out having, having lapu-lapus, which are just as dangerous, so... It is, uh, yeah. It was the bartender was in good spirits too. So I mean, it was that was fun that he did that. Those are much harder um, to collect, though. They don't they don't hold up as much whenever you <laughs> put them in the put them in the curio cabinet. Well, we do have a guy out there who's tried running through security Magic Kingdom with it, but we'll save <laughs> yeah. that for another story. And you know who you are. We'll out talk there. about that on the Patreon <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, My, uh, speak. You know, one thing, we've talked a lot about the adult side of this, but listen, by no means, don't think you can't not go there with the kids because there is definitely an opportunity during the daytime. Uh, They do have a cutoff time, but it's an experience too. And we've seen a couple of people in our Disney family have posted pictures with the going with the kids, having a good time. You know, I'm going to say it's probably something similar to Olga's Canteen, you know, Mm -hmm. where you have the alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks. So if you want to bring your kids there, if you're staying at the Poly, if you're doing a monorail, you know, tour of the resorts, definitely don't. Be discouraged that it's going to be one of these party atmospheres and your kids are going to be out of place. Uh, has Riley been in there before? A bunch of times. It's one of her favorite spots, actually, um, because we go in. Th- look, my tip to you is this. Go either do a pool day and then take a break. And if you're staying at the Poly, it's easy because you're right there. But if you're not, take a break. Head over to the Poly about 2 o'clock. Get there by 2.30 and head straight down there and get your name on the list. Get your buzzer. You can go explore the resort, do all that. Because it does book up very, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I showed up at four this past trip, and it was almost an hour wait. So um, get there. Yeah, no, Ride loves it. She loves all the stuff that goes on. She loves the, you know, the ceremony of it. Um, and then right. look, they have good food too. They have a sushi roll. They have pork tacos. They have a rainbow roll. They have chicken flatbread. They have um, tofu lettuce cups. The Hawaiian poke bowl. Um, the roasted chicken and pork pate. Um, with uh, the sliders, and then they have the pan-fried dumplings, which are my favorite. Those dumplings are ridiculously good. Um, and then you were talking about the no-booze brews, which is what they call it. They have the Skipper Sipper, um, the Polynesian Punch, and the Schweitzer Falls. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's all based on uh, kind of the Jungle Cruise-esque, you know, where kids are familiar with it. So, yeah, I mean, they have stuff for kids, and it is very interactive for kids, too. Just, you know, later in the evening, they do they do knock it down to where you have to be over a certain age to get in there. You know, Ohana is a very popular destination for dinner, so that books it very quickly. So you know what? I would say if you're going to Ohana one night for dinner, stop down there with the kids before, have a, you know, have a, have an adult drink, have the kids have a good time, and let them experience the Trader Sam's Lounge. You know, I'm looking at the menu. Did you guys know they do the spiky pineapple there, which is uh, the pretty much a Dole Whip? I didn't, That's ramen. I didn't time. know that either. Yeah, yeah. Pink, uh, rum blended with pineapple soft serve. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. So I'm thinking it's going to be a much of a priority for us to do Trader Sam's in California. Oh, 100%. Yeah. When we head out to Disneyland, yeah. we've got to get to Trader Sam's. Um, the fact that I've never been there is silly. But we're also we're going to be there a little longer than when I have been. I've only done like two or three days whenever I've mm-hmm. done it before. So uh, the fact that we'll be there for four days is, is a lot easier. So 
Lots and lots of fun. You know, you were saying how that we had some amazing experiences, the two of us. You know, this is how this podcast started. And you know what? We have pictures from that night. And some of them are not on our Facebook post for... Some of them are not on our Facebook group for, you know, specific reasons. But, uh, you know, we do have a lot of good pictures that are on our Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of good pictures <laughs> that are on I can't even talk. <laughs> You mush mouth, spit it out. Let's go. We do have a lot of good pictures that are on our Disney Dads Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Jason, why don't you tell me what your uh, Pick of the Week is? Uh, my pick is going to be Jessica Alaner, and she has a picture of her husband, and Baby Garen. And Baby Garen is dressed in, he is cosplaying the old Donald Duck, and he is meeting Donald Duck. And uh, the post is, Donald loved Baby Garen's costume. Uh, look, I love Baby Garen's costume. It's awesome. Very, very cool. Very well put together, Mom. And it's a great picture of Dad and Garen. And congratulations on the new baby, because that is one good-looking tyke. And that's my pick of the week. You know what's cool is I get to see that tyke all the time because there are new next door neighbors that just moved in next door. Oh, are they yeah. really? Yeah, and uh, they oh, just that's bought. Oh, Well, look at that. We've talked a well, bunch. Here, I'm glad I didn't say anything bad about them. It'd be awkward to be I sitting know, out there right? having a drink at your house and, and being like, you. "Hey, man." <laughs> um, they uh, so we, I found out. You know, it's funny because when people move in, you know, you're trying to find common ground and things like that. And we start talking, and they they love Disney, and uh, actually. And this past couple weeks became DVC members and are down oh, there on their cool, first trip on their DVC and uh, yeah. with, with the baby Garen. And, and they're, just, they're just a great family, great people. And uh, now, we're very fortunate to have Next door, them. as in like right, right next, next door? Right next door. Like literally, I could okay. right now throw something at their house. So, they're not home, so, so they won't as know. As you're it's in your me. backyard, <laughs> are they the ones to the left or to the if right you're standing, looking towards the swamp? Uh, to the left. Yep. So those are the neighbors that weren't so nice before. No, no, no. That was to the right. Oh, they're still there. Yeah, yeah. So but they're super nice now. Oh, there. Yeah. So when me and Mike went over and had a talk with them, it helped, It helps. Huh? Yeah, yeah. The older couple? Good. No, they're super yeah. nice now. Yeah. That was years ago. Excellent. We had a little, you know. Okay. All right. Hey, listen. All right. In case you're listening, I apologize. Yeah. No, they're not. They're fine. But just, like, Jessica and Garen are probably listening. So just know that, hey, your favorite neighbor's over here uh, keeping it down in the in the Carolina Bay. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Justin, why don't you tell me what your pick of the week <laughs> Hey, it wouldn't be a Trader Sam's episode without just completely going off the rails, right? My pick of the week is going to, look, one of my favorite people. Love talking to him. He is always funny uh, and a great part of our Disney family. That's Dan Rossi. And, look, he puts, uh, hey, guys, want to share a really cool special Christmas gift that one of our boys got this year. Um, He says he has three boys. We all know that, Dan. You're getting a little long-winded here. Uh, They play ice hockey. And uh, he says uh, Finn's a goalie. And he had Finn, uh, he had this, this... goalie helmet made i hope it's i hope i'm using all the correct hockey terms he had this goalie helmet made for finn and it had stitch uh on it which is super cool um so finn look you look you're gonna be in style buddy as you score those touchdowns and hit those home runs this year <laughs> i'm super proud of you and uh rocket man i love it love it you can tell justin's the real athlete in the show yep <laughs> 
Yeah, Dan Rossi's kind of been like the godfather, man. He says, hey, man, I'll just pay you 30 bucks here this week sometime. Uh, he has. I, I had to send him $60. I'm like, all right. Every 20 minutes, he's like, so uh, what you Where's doing? the money? I'm like, oh, nothing. He's like, you still paying me? <laughs> I'm like, dude, settle down, will you? No, anyways. How did we all uh, create this and none of us won? How did this happen? Huh? This is. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's discrimination on the highest I level. Know, right? No respect. I know. Zero. Zero respect. Well, that's so. why I didn't pick Dan Rossi for my pick of the week, but, you know, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Dan. What do you do? Whatever. What do you do? Anyway, so my pick of the week is going to go to Joel Johns. And a really cool picture. They did a, you know, reenactment photo. They did a. Uh, Christmas Day 2017 and then Christmas Day 2019 and they had the same outfits on they had the uh, photographer take the same picture very cool I like when they uh, when you add a little extra elements to your photos and I'm sure it's hanging on your wall in the house and a uh, great picture my pick of the week oh that's such a cool picture man such a cool picture and I'm gonna go jump in here and give one shout out I'm gonna give a shout out to Stephen Wilson proud father moment have to share the force is strong in the family man that is such a cool picture I hope you get that printed out and I hope that always always is hanging in your office uh, one one quick one too I gotta give a shout out to Robert Parker he says um, yeah. Thursday Thursday anybody running the race this weekend good luck hey to all of our racers look by now, race weekend will be done. I know a lot of people were down there, and you were rocking it out. Um, and uh, I hope everyone had a fantastic time and, and you know and finished your races and got your medals. But, uh, dude, look at all the medals he's got. Jeez. Dude, I'm running my first run Disney event this April with a Star Wars 10K. And uh, I, I'm ready for it. Katie's a little paranoid. She's scared. She told me the day. She said, okay, what do I have to do to not die coming up here real soon? And I said, well, we'll go for a walk. And instead of going for a walk, we ate queso dip and watched a movie. But eventually <laughs> we will get there, and we will be ready come April for the uh, Star Wars 10K. Are you running a 10K? 10K, yeah. Oh, you'll be all right. I'm fine. You know that. I'm fine. It's yeah. Katie I worry about. But I'll leave her to the balloon, no, ladies. Katie will be fine. Yeah, you don't know, look, man. Look, I don't even know if she listens to the show, but she doesn't give herself enough credit when it comes to the running. She'll do fine. Dude, do you know she my won't. wife? I do know your Well, I don't know your wife, know your she wife. Does I, not, I, I know your wife just enough to where she doesn't smack me when I come around. She doesn't, you know, no. Or throw food at me. If Listen, Katie would love the new existence to be, like, up. Or Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not up. No. There you go. Katie would love the new existence to be like Wall- <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man. That is staying in there, Katie. If you end up Katie's missing, <laughs> I'm going to... I don't know. I'll just pass this on to the authorities. Katie would love for the new existence to be like Wally, where we all just hover our way around, you know? So Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I can see that too, man. I, I would be... <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Guys, I think we need to wrap Let's this show up. up and uh, go talk to our uh, talk to our Patreon members. <clears throat> Closing words, uh, guys. I enjoy talking about Trader Sam's. You know, it's a it's a cool place. It's a fun place. It's a family place, and it's a place where pretty much this started. And you know, not only did this friendship start between us, but uh, this group we put together and a lot of other friendships have spawned, you know, from those simple moments. And, uh, you know, if you haven't been there, check it out. And um, listen, you wouldn't be listening to us if it wasn't for that place. Look, I, for me, Trader Sam's is the lounge at Walt Disney World. I love Top of the World. I love some of these other lounges. But Trader Sam's takes it by far. It's an experience. It's not just going, getting a drink. It's a, it's a complete and total experience when you're there. And for the fact of... 
whether you're traveling with 10 people or you're traveling by yourself, you can go in and you're always going to be surrounded with friends because everyone interacts with one another. You can always tell, too, it's kind of funny when people walk in for the first time. You can always tell those first-timers because they're not used to coming in and people going, come over here, sit with me. But that's the way that that lounge is. Is uh, It really is a family atmosphere uh, with fantastic beverages um, to, to enjoy. So, look, if you're at Walt Disney World and you've never been, Go over right now and try Trader Sam's because I guarantee you one thing, and this is the most important part about Trader Sam's, you'll make a friend. And you will know some of these people for uh, for a long, long time because I can say uh, on my own accord, Trader Sam's has brought me thousands of friends with this show, and uh, I appreciate all of that. Thousands? Well, don't we have a... F- Man, I can, count, I can count all my friends on like like all three of my fingers well, but I make, here. But, but I make up my own friends. Yeah, but you're a lot nicer of a guy than me, and that's okay. And that's okay because I I I'm, I have thousands of friends by proxy. Would that be the correct that's term? Good. But you said good looking. Did, I, did I? Well, you are my you are my good looking oh, friend. Stop it. Yeah, you are. You're my pretty boy. And before we go down that rabbit hole, how pretty Justin is. Um, I guys, I um, look. I stated before how important Trader Sam's was to me because there's beginnings for a lot. One thing I would like to know is if if anybody is up for it, you know, let me know in the group um, if Trader Sam. If Trader Sam's was a beginning for any of you, anybody get engaged there? Anybody, uh, you know, meet somebody there that uh, you're still friends with? I mean, that those are fun stories that I love to hear. So post them in the group for me. Also, before I uh, say goodbye to you guys, I just want to let you know because we are getting ready to move into our Patreon side. Justin, we are not done with the whole up comment. I want to talk about you and the demise of, of your wife. And we're going to talk about in the Patreon uh, <laughs> section on your a little Freudian slip there. So that kind of concerns me a little bit, especially since we got a trip coming up here. But anyways, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the free edition of the Disney Dads podcast. Patreon members, please stick around. We're going to have a lot more fun. With that, good night, guys. Can I guys? Uh oh uh oh uh oh uh oh uh oh uh From Mike, Justin, and myself, we wanna say thank you and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.